With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Long before I even thought that I'd be making a change, I was very well aware of, the, of what Chris was doing in the minor leagues. Because I've told a lot of people, for the first time ever since I've been here, we were teaching baseball in the minor leagues the way I wanted it to be taught. In the meantime, I don't know how many conversations I had with Chris, and it, it became clear to me that he would be one of the major candidates. And then when I started thinking about the speed that I owe the fans, I realized that if you bring in somebody from the outside, it's going to take them a year. So I came then to the conclusion that if I've got a guy inside who can do the job, why not? Why not do it inside and save a year? Welcome back. It's Mullen Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, Mark Grody in for Mully today. That was Jerry Reinsdorf on Thursday afternoon explaining his hiring and thought process in elevating Chris Getz to the general manager position. And Chris now, like all guests, joins us on the score hotline, powered by IBEW Local 9, Chicago's original powerhouse since 1892. Good morning, Chris. How are you? Good morning. How are you doing? Doing well. We're talking about the White Sox and Jerry Reinsdorf breaking his silence and addressing all things related to the organization and certainly hiring you at the top of the list and was the reason for his appearance. So let's begin there. Congratulations on becoming the next White Sox general manager. It has to be a career highlight for you as an executive. How do you balance that obvious joy, that obvious pride and satisfaction in what happened to you personally with, let's be honest here, the White Sox fan reaction, Chris, you're aware of it, that, hey, this is more of the same from a White Sox organization that's accused of being too insular and promoting from within isn't what many people wanted to hear. How do you balance those two things? Well, for one, it's an honor to, to lead uh, this organization. Uh, it's close to my heart. Uh, you know, I've got a history here both as a player and now as an executive. And to get this opportunity is, is very humbling. Um, and I'm excited to get started. I, I do realize the skepticism. Uh, listen, I'm a sports fan. You know, when, when, when fans feel like they're watching something that is mediocre, a hire from within is – not exactly the most inspiring thing in the world, right? And I understand that, um, you know, but, but, you know, this opportunity to, to, to be the general manager here, um, get our baseball ops group together, uh, get, a, get a sense of what's really going on in the clubhouse, start building out uh, from the inside out, from the bottom up, what I feel like is going to be a, a successful, competitive organization to set us up not only for 24, but years beyond. Um, that's, that's, what, that's what I'm really excited about. And I realize it's going to take time to prove to our fans that 
I am the right person for the job. Um, but there is also no one that knows this organization uh, better than me, just because I know the ins and outs. I know where the gaps exist. Um, and whether it be filling that, that gap just ba- based on a new structure, but also bringing in outside help, different perspectives and ideas and energy to, to add what we already have. So, um, yeah, I'm humbled to be in this position, but, man, I'm ready to get going. Chris, maybe to, to help lessen the skepticism for White Sox fans, what can you point to in this organization that you have had your hands on that you are proud of and that you can boast about and say to White Sox fans, yes, I did that, I developed this, I created that? Well, you know, obviously just being part of player development, it, it touches so many different pieces of the organization. And through that, you learn perhaps um, where some areas need to improve. Um, with that being said, within the player development, uh, a player development realm, you know, in a, in a five-year five span, let's call it, we, we brought in new coaches, coordinators, um, established new processes. We modernized the player development process. A lot of our tech um, and analytic integration began there and grew there, learned the ins and outs of, of what we feel like was going to work throughout the organization, expanded it to our analytics or our, our scouting department, uh, international side, and, and even worked our way towards the the major league level. So um, in a way, it was a lot of trials, uh, figuring out what we feel like does work and doesn't work. And now I feel like I'm certainly in a better position to expand a lot of those processes, uh, you know, throughout the organization and set us up for more consistent success. You said you were going to be different. You said that was going to be one of your priorities. And, And I've got to ask you this, Chris, because it sounds like you've already decided to bring back Pedro Grafol. So you have the manager of a team that is potentially going to lose 100 games or maybe they're on pace to lose 98. Bad season, the worst Jerry Reinsdorf has ever seen, as he said yesterday. How can you vow to be different and bring back the same manager? Aren't those two things in contradiction? Well, you know, failures at the major league level are are really it's exposing flaws within the organization. So – you know, Pedro came into to a, a difficult situation where we, we had a, a disappointing 2022 season, obviously a first-year manager. There are attributes that are very positive. Um, there are some areas that need to improve. But the failures that we've seen at the major league level, quite honestly, I think are much deeper than that. And they've been going on on an annual basis. And it's very easy to blame the manager for these failures. Uh, when I when we've got to do a deeper dive and make sure the foundation of the organization is a good place, or we're just going to continue to uh, put new managers in there on an, on an every year basis, in which isn't providing stability to our players. So you need you need to prioritize what what are the greatest needs are in the organization. And right now, I do not feel like it's replacing the manager position. So um, I'm going to sit down with Pedro here. Uh, we've already begun. Uh, the dialogue about areas that need to improve. And then I certainly look forward to sitting down with the players to get some real honest feedback to help me moving forward. Uh, Chris, I'm sure that there were there are things that you couldn't say or share, obviously, while Kenny Williams and Rick Hahn were running the organization. But now you are in the big chair. You are the lone voice, as it was put by Jerry Reinsdorf. That was his goal. So what is the biggest thing 
that you think needs to change about the White Sox organization to get it back on track and not just create playoff wins, but create playoff series wins? Where have you gone wrong organizationally that you want to change? You know, I've got a tremendous amount of respect uh, and gratitude to, to both Kenny and Rick. You know, they, they, they brought me in as, as a player and, and as an executive, um, and I'll never forget that. With that being said, that leadership dynamic, um, you know, it naturally over time it affects things. And I think that structure kind of fogged some decision-making in the end. And now that we're going to have a singular voice, one voice, um, I think that will certainly help empower the right people underneath. I'm going to lean on a lot of people. I've spoken about bringing in outside voices and different ideas and really make it more of a collaborative effort. Um, and, and I think over time we're cer- certainly going to feel, or the fans are going to feel, um, you know, the positive results. They are. It's going to show up. But it really, structurally, we've got to get cleaner. Um, and yesterday is, is certainly day one in doing that. And, and today I certainly, you know, look forward to, to diving in more and getting this thing rolling. Talking with Chris Getz, the new White Sox general manager here on The Score. It's Mully and Hall, Mark Grody is in for Mully. So, Chris, obviously you oversaw the farm system for the White Sox during a time of turmoil and controversy at times involving an incident that was disturbing, involving Omar Vizquel, involving Wes Helms. You were in a leadership position when those two things happened. We're in a sports city that we have been through crisis and scandal with the Blackhawks, and they purged that organization. Northwestern University, the hazing scandal, they have purged that program. How does an executive who was part of this scandal in the White Sox organization get elevated to the general manager role, and what's the proper amount of responsibility to place at your feet? Well, you know, commenting on a personal matter or personnel matter within the organization, I'm not going to do. However, when these incidents uh, arose, which uh, unfortunately things like this pop up in organizations, I was really proud uh, with how people handled it. Um, and when, when we were made aware, uh, we acted accordingly, swiftly, and, and we, took care of, we took care of it in a fashion to be proud of. However, they did happen, um, and so we, do, you know, we, we continue to go through extensive training, both players and staff, how to handle and, and certainly uh, make sure these situations don't happen any further. Um, but, you know, I think as an organization as a whole, we've done a very nice, nice job on preventing this, and from time to time when things pop up, we're, we're in a position to handle it accordingly. As we heard coming in from, from Jerry Reinsdorf, Chris, I mean, he part of the reason that you were hired is because he doesn't want to mess around, that he wants to win as fast as possible. Jerry also seems to be very fond of the current core of players that exist, but you did say that nobody is untouchable. Does this core for the White Sox – need revamping and do you really feel completely empowered to change it if you'd like well we, we you know you wake up this morning and the white Sox have 53 wins um you know we've got a month left to play and but we, we we've got a gap to, to to get to the top of the al central i don't mean you know this year but but years ahead so i think it'd be very short-sighted to sit here and say we can't move this guy we can't move this guy we don't need to do that we need to look at everything you know, and I, and I, I, I look forward to walking through that, whether it be players or uh, staff or, or fans. I, I would think that they would be supportive and understand that process. 
we're going to exhaust everything. If that means that we're, we're going to move this player to multiply or fill these gaps and add depth in certain areas, we need to come up with a strategy that gives us a, a we're to be better positioned to compete in AL Central, but with the long-term goal of winning a World Series. So, uh, yeah, I, I certainly double down on this. There, there are no untouchables. And we're going to look at ways to upgrade our roster. And that's just plain and simple, the direction we're going to go. Chris, I think people who have dealt with you before understand, and, and sound, this all sounds familiar, the energy, the ambition, the attitude. Well, the, the, thing, the only thing you might lack is experience. So when you're taking a job this big and you're embarking on a challenge this immense, I wonder where do you lean on for that experience and how will you structure your front office in hires moving forward we want to be responsible when we speculate because you know we're going to speculate. Dayton Moore is somebody you've been linked to in the past. Will he have a future in the White Sox organization, or will you look for people who have done the job before to to help you understand how to do the job here? Listen, I'm I'm open minded um, to, to bring in you know different voices. There's some people outside the organization that gonna, I already have a stronger relationship with than others. You speak of Dayton. We haven't had those conversations. He's currently helping uh, Chris Young, uh, one of his former players, uh, leading the, the Texas Rangers right now, and they're obviously up and running and, and chasing the playoffs. Tremendous amount of respect for him. He's one of the most respected guys in this game. Uh, it would be an honor to, to, to work with him again in some capacity, but I'm not going to be closed-minded either. I, I know there are going to be others that I haven't worked closely with, don't know well, from organizations that perhaps have had a lot of success, different experiences, to just strengthen the group that we have here. I want to energize this place. I want to be innovative. Um, and I just want to create strategy so we can feel good going in, so our fans can go out there and show up on a daily basis, on a nightly basis, and get excited to watch some quality baseball. Chris, I think it's fair to say that one of the things that has has added to the, you know, I guess derailment of the success of the Sox over, you know, since 2016 is injuries. There have been some prominent injuries. Why can't this this team seemingly organizationally seem to stay healthy, stay on the field? Well, I, you know, when when players get hurt, you know, we we, we need to. You know, we, we seem to be falling off the cliff where the next guy that, that steps up, it's just a dramatic difference. And that just speaks to the lack of depth that we've had. Now, we, we do have some really high-quality, high-caliber players, um, which you know, we certainly don't want to shy away with because that's how you, you certainly uh, win major league ball games. But we need guys to be able to plug in when those injuries inevitably happen. However, we need to challenge these guys to stay healthy. And I know that sounds just so simple, but when it comes to preparation, intent, and understanding how to play this game uh, and, and go out there and trying to win, it still comes from a mindset of, I need to show up today. I want to play. I want to prove people that I can post on a daily basis. And somewhere along the lines, we have lost that, that approach and that energy and expectation, uh, whether it be an organization or just within the clubhouse. So I, I'm going to challenge our guys and raise the expectations that that's what we need to do. And listen, there's going to be times where players need time off to recover. It's a 162-game season. You're doing this on a daily basis. But it wasn't too long ago guys played every single every single day, <laughs> right? And I'm not saying that I, I expect guys to do that, but we can show up when it comes into spring training and have the expectation for each player, hey, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to play the most games I've ever played in the season because we need these guys out there. And it becomes – it starts 
you know, breathing the energy in, in, the, in, 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 in the culture of this team in which we show up. We need everyone out there. Let's go play baseball. We're going to do it together. We're going to be on the field. Let's go get this. Last thing, Chris, I think that you work for an 87-year-old owner and chairman who talked yesterday about the urgency of winning now, sooner rather than later. He also, in the same breath, later said that, you know what, he doesn't have total autonomy, and I don't want him to spend all my money. So I think, are those two things consistent with each other? Are you going to approach this offseason in a way that reflects the aggressiveness that we heard from Jerry Reinsdorf? Or what is the approach this offseason when it comes to your payroll and your budget and free agency? You know, we haven't really gone into the specifics of a, of a payroll for 2024 at this point. Uh, you know, there's near-term goals and there's long-term goals. And, you know, certainly we need to get through the rest of the season right here, get our ducks in order, lay out a plan for the coming month. And through those plans, we'll have deeper conversations on, on how we're going to spend money, where to invest, how to invest. Um, but, you know, Jerry has been supportive. I know that, you know, there are times, but he gets critical, you know, he gets criticized for, for you know, not, not having a payroll at a certain in point. But, you know, you look back at the last couple of years and, he has spent enough for us to go out there and win. Um, so I think he, he certainly deserves greater respect in that, that area. But really, it's about really painting this vision for the organization. And I know that Jerry's going to be there and be very supportive along the way. Chris, thank you so much for your time. Congratulations on the job. Best of luck moving forward. All right, guys. Thanks for having me. Have a great day.